This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome in to another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. We're presented today by our sponsors, Dr. Squatch. Go to drsquatch.com. Use promo code I'mFat20 for 20% off your orders of $20 or more. And Team Hochberg for all your mortgage needs. 56david.com or 855-56-DAVID. I am Recamp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, uh, you know, we don't do a whole lot of pre-game and post-game stuff on this podcast but oh do we have to today because the super bowl the christmas for us happened in this past week and i'm excited to get to talk to to get to talk about it yes the thanksgiving post-game show is a big one it's nine fat podcast staple and i had just a tremendous week of leftovers the leftovers maybe outshined the main course, which is saying something, especially for me. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You can follow us on all social media channels at I'm Fat Pod. That includes Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash I'm Fat Pod if you want to help the podcast out. And what's really, really helpful if you don't want to make a financial uh, help is to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Super, super helpful. Even if you don't listen there, leaving your five-star review and a, and a few nice words there goes a really, really long way. And also want to remind everybody about our Tee Public shop. We've got holiday designs. We've got the classic designs in our store. You can get t-shirts, hoodies, tapestries, tote bags, whatever you want with the I'm Fat Podcast logo or any of our cool designs. Find that direct link in our social media bio link trees. It'll take you to the proper page uh, to help out the podcast and Really important, especially around the holidays. If you're going to do some shopping at Tee Public, maybe you're not even going to buy an I'm Fat podcast shirt, but instead of just going to tpublic.com, use our link to shop around. It doesn't have to be from our store to help us out. So we'd greatly appreciate it if you do that. So without further ado, Rick, let me hear about it. How did your Thanksgiving go? How was the food? Talk about it in, in great detail, and I will uh, take my pants off. <laughs> Yours were on to start? Well, they were unbuttoned, but not totally off. Okay, fair enough. Uh, We actually, for the first time I can remember, now this was just my brothers, my mom, and myself. 
we had an untraditional food uh, Thanksgiving. Okay. I get over to my mom's and and part of the reason for this is the prep time wasn't there because it was kind of touch and go uh, as to whether my brother was going to be home from the hospital before Thanksgiving. So that was Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. So thankfully he got home the day before. So uh, what my mom did is she just kind of, you know, took charge of it and was like, you know what? Screw it. She went and got nice steaks. Oh, so we had steaks. We had salad which you know of it's all decorative th- oh yeah exactly <laughs> and of all things a salad before a steak just does it if there's ever a place for a salad that feels like the right one <laughs> right it's like it's a reward yeah for eating the salad <laughs> yeah exactly and of course our salads because uh my brothers and i are children uh is basically just iceberg lettuce croutons and carrot that's fine yeah so that that's about as that's about as podcast approved of a salad as you'll probably get that doesn't have actual meat in it <laughs> or is a deep fried bowl <laughs> a deep fried bowl so uh that and then the steaks were very good nice awesome. thick steak my, my mom definitely went all out for that and then sidewise you know we ended up having potato which I always, you know, we always need our potatoes. How, spe- how are they prepared? Oh, well, we want the traditional double bake. I okay. mean, this this is still Thanksgiving. So if one thing's going to be a constant, it's going to be that. And then dessert was a like the, the yellow sponge cake with like strawberry. OK. And then like a yeah. little bit of a, a heavier buttercream on well, it's it. It's healthy because of strawberries. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it was a really good day even if it was a non-traditional day i didn't get my can shaped cranberry sauce but you know what i consider that day a huge victory and i thoroughly enjoyed it while watching football and you know just getting to spend some time uh with my mom and my brothers which was always good that's great so, I mean, and you have to think, too, that has to be a good time to get steak because no one's buying it around Thanksgiving. Yeah. So you probably got top choice. I'll bet it was on sale pretty good, too, because they know that week no one's going to be buying steak. Oh, man, that, that sounds really, really great. We went traditional, and I had – so one of my buddies, uh, he he's tested negative for COVID like four times, but it's almost certain he has it. He works in a dentist's office, and one of the employees like went to a big family party, then came to work and infected the entire office. So he's been out of commission. And then on Thanksgiving Day, his wife wasn't feeling good. So our group of friends all planned anyway. We're going to make them, this family, we're going to handle their Thanksgiving dinner. So everyone was in charge of something. I smoked them a turkey. That's what I did. So I put their turkey in in the morning on the smoker. It it cooked. I was surprised. It got done pretty quickly. Um, Like maybe four, four and a half hours, which is less time than I expected. But I go through this whole process and I cook the damn thing and I'm smelling it all day and I can't eat it. That was <laughs> that was really, really difficult. I'm like, okay, it's done. Hope's like, all right, bring it in. We're going to wrap it up. And she's like, yeah, we should probably wrap it up. I'm like, yeah, we should probably wrap it up. We're just staring at it. Like, man, if we took it, if we took a leg, maybe they wouldn't notice. Right. But no, well, why is there up. no skin on this turkey? <laughs> why is it half? Why is half the carcass gone? Um, yeah, but they enjoyed it. That was good. So we were able to make their day happy. Um, and then we just did traditional, you know, I don't know, baked, roasted turkey. Uh, Hope is really, really good at it. It turned out terrific. You know, the stuffing, mashed potatoes were wonderful. 
Uh, we had some sweet corn that to me was a little overly sweet. And it didn't really hit hmm. right with the, the the textures we had. And our our gravy was pure like pan drip. Like it was it was made from the drippings of the turkey. There was no canned or jarred gravy for us at all. So that was just a great, really rich taste. Absolutely terrific. And then, so here, three days in a row, here's our leftovers. Day after Thanksgiving was um, turkey. It was Thanksgiving pie. So Hope has like a ceramic pie. It's not a tin, but you know what I'm saying? Like a, a ceramic pie plate. Mm-hmm. Bottom layer is stuffing. Then it's the turkey. Then it's the gravy over the turkey. Then it's mashed potatoes. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's like a pie. Then that gets baked. And then you cut out little sections like little slices of pie and that's what your dinner is then we had uh the morning after thanksgiving we had uh thanksgiving waffles which were made with stuffing and mashed potatoes and turkey in a waffle maker interesting yeah and they were amazing they turned out great. i think actually you put the turkey on top of the waffle when it's done so it's it's stuffing and mashed potatoes on the waffle maker and that made Thanksgiving waffles. And then last night was the goat Thanksgiving nachos. So hope laid out. We have like a big cookie sheet, right? El Milagro chips. Cause they've got to be sturdy. They got to be able to take some weight. Sure. So El Milagro chips, Turkey. We had some light meat, some dark meat left gravy, mashed potatoes and stuffing all spread over and then shredded cheese. Like I think we actually use cheddar. Dude, the saltiness with the earthiness with all, all the flavors, that was so, so good. That was one of the best things I've ever had. So not only was Thanksgiving great, the three or four subsequent meals after that were were equally as great. And now we're finally, finally at the end of our leftovers. We killed we had a 12-pound turkey, and there was very little turkey left, but we've got a giant bag of mashed potatoes left. And like a third of a bag of stuffing left. So Hope's going to freeze everything. So we'll just have, she's going to put all the leftover mashed potatoes in a, um, like a cupcake tin. So when we want a serving of mashed potatoes, just take those out of the freezer and warm them up. It's brilliant. So it was great. Thanksgiving was very, very good. I was very pleased. And it was, it was kind of cool to be, you know, instead of hosting, like we usually do, which is always stressful. You're worried about ruining something. You're worried about the timing. It was just the three of us. We could sort of chill out and enjoy each other's company. And then the best moment, Rick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me and Hope and Hattie are sitting at the dinner table. You know, tablecloths on. We've got candles lit. We've got a nice little centerpiece. We've got a nice little mood going. All the food's out. And the 10-year-old lets out a 7 to 10 second fart on the wood chair. Nice. This is my daughter. This is my 10-year-old daughter. At Thanksgiving dinner, this one, this, this fart lasted long enough for me to look at Addie, look back into the ether, look back at Addie, look at Hope, Hope looks at Addie, and somehow we all look at each other simultaneously, and we're like, Addie, really? Thanksgiving dinner? You're just going to fart at the table? And she had that moment where she went from, uh, this is funny, to I feel ashamed, like really, really fast, where she was laughing and then started tearing up, and we're like, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, just... You know, next time, maybe not Thanksgiving dinner. 
<laughs> oh, see, I, I see. It, at, for my family, we would have actually laughed at that more. Well, the, that, the but, irony is the irony is strong there. Also, keep the ether away from your daughter. Apparently, <laughs> well, what I told her was, "What's great about that moment, though, is we'll remember it forever." And every Thanksgiving from here on out, we'll ask you politely to not fart before what should have been the blessing. Or you um, ask her to fart in honor of the first time it happened. Oh, <laughs> well, it's going to be great. Like the first Christmas, the boyfriend is over. Oh, that's you know, a great blackmail we'll say, story. Hey, uh, remember the 20, wow, 2020? What a crazy year that was, huh? We had the coronavirus and the election. And the, that was the time that Addie ripped ass at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was let loose in 2020. Am I right, huh? Addie, oh, Thanksgiving? Man. Yeah, well, she was... I felt bad because she she thought we were going to laugh because we would typically laugh and play all... And I wasn't mad. I was just like, come on. Like, let's let's have a little bit of decorum here. Yeah. It is the, like, the one day of the year I ask you to not, like, nearly mess yourself at the table. Uh, <laughs> would be Thanksgiving, if at all possible. So, but she was... She thought we were going to laugh, and we kind of did. But then, you know, I felt bad because she got upset. And I'm like, well, don't be upset. We're not mad at you. It's just like, you know, time and a place. Yeah. You know? Know, so, the, know, know, the, know the audience yeah, in right, the time right, frame. Right. right. Let's just pretend to be fancy one night. Like you can see. <laughs> yes, like we exactly. have like our, our dinner table is actually like set up. It's not just like trash shoved to one side so we can fit our plates like usual. Uh, anyway, no, it was great. It was a really good day. And uh, of course, I missed the camaraderie and the seeing my parents and stuff. But I'm glad everybody chose to be safe. And next year, hopefully, uh, God, I hope by next year we're able to have a normal Thanksgiving again. But it was nice to just sort of have a slow paced, no stress. You know, oh, this. And then I thought, like, okay, no big deal. You know, we've got no one standing by waiting to eat. So it was very enjoyable. I hope everybody who's listening had a nice one too. Absolutely. And we got to move on. Normally, we dwell on Thanksgiving a little bit more, mm-hmm. but we had so many th- things happen in the past like week or two because we were really focused on Thanksgiving last week, like foods that were different places that we tried, foods that we tried. I know I've got a few. I know you've got one at least. And we got and we have some fr- frankly frightening news from uh, a fat that had an icon uh, yeah really a fat icon in terms of this podcast so uh we're gonna have to talk about the trader a little bit later before we get to ask a fat questions but i have to start out with and i had this place for the first time a few weeks ago and in honor you know just for the integrity of the podcast because we didn't talk about it for the first like week and a half that i had it i had to have it again just to be sure that my memory was correct, this place is called I Love Fries. Very straightforward. Yes. This is in Villa Park. I have had it now, finally. And let me tell you, it is glorious. For those of you that know the Western Burbs a little bit, it's in Villa Park, just off of St. Charles Road and Villa Avenue. It is just, what is that, south? Like a block and a half. And it is awesome. I tried three different kinds of fries (laughs) in my times of being there. I tried the Villa Cheesesteak Fry Pita. No bad words there. Nope. So it's essentially like a a shallow-ish tub like uh, that they give you. And everything very COVID safe the way they do it there. So I really appreciated that. 
it is fries and they're i don't know if they're double fried but they're definitely it's like a nice fry on it so that it's substantial so when you're putting the cheese and your cheesesteak meat into these fries they're still going to hold up and then over all of it like an umbrella is a pita Hmm. and so you you know you take the fork that they give you and you shove some of it into the pita and you eat the pita first and it gives you like that added texture and just the the joy of a really well-made pita and then you have the rest of the fries the rest of the cheese the rest of the meat left over to enjoy and that was fantastic i was worried about the integrity of the fry because you know how i am with nachos that way yes so with the fries it was incredibly good and i highly recommend that to everybody then the one that i tried that made the most sense was like it was it was garlic butter fries oh yeah so obviously you don't really have to worry about any integrity issues there but you know with that garlic came a a little bit of a peak of heat in there too that i appreciated those were really good and the ones that i was most skeptical of which is why i got them s'more fries let let the thought sink in a little bit i I sent you i sent you the picture of it i just the crossover concerns me but i i I do enjoy like the chocolate potato chips or the chip happens ice cream or whatever Mm -hmm. so i'm not totally out but all right sell it to me it worked better than i thought it would so for those keeping score at home it's they lay down the fries they have melted chocolate marshmallow fluff that's all over and the graham cracker version it's almost looks like oyster cracker size bits of graham cracker interesting okay yeah so you can easily get everything in one bite and while it threw it did throw me off at first once i had a couple bites i was like oh i don't know why but this does work because you know you get a little bit of salty in with chocolate right and it makes sense yeah for sure so when you put all that together it does it's it really works i don't know that i could have a full portion because it is it's a lot yeah especially for a dessert but it is really good and they have other dessert varieties that's the thing is everybody should check out their menu too online because it is there's a good variety of things you can get there and and i saw people getting different stuff and it's just all to go right out the door now what may not be great for um for our friends that are uh, like you with that sugar is the only drinks that they sell outside of a bottle of water is real sugar coke and real sugar squirt interesting that's good to know yes i'll have to have some diet coke in my trunk well luckily um, there's a 7-eleven connected to it like oh, right perfect. next door so there's okay. also that option for the drink if you are uh, not able to go with one of those options so highly recommend i love fries in villa park all right, I'm off work on Friday. Addie is off school Friday, so maybe we make a trek out there. She's been Addie's been bugging me to go to that Fatso's Last Stand that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, but this sounds good, and this takes us to a different area where we're not usually exploring. So, all right, I'm down with that. That I, everything sounds good. So you're telling me like, so if I go in there and I order, say the Philly cheesesteak fries or what mm-hmm. I think that's what you call it. Is that a meal? Is that enough for is does that qualify as an is that going to fill me up? It should. 
Okay, so yeah. it's a, it's a good enough portion to count as a meal. Yeah, and I want I don't remember the price offhand, but it was something like eight bucks, maybe eight okay. bucks and change. That's reasonable. Yeah, and it's it's nice the little container that it has because it has everything in there, and with that one specifically, it has the pita over it, and then there's two flaps, and on the one flap they just have like you you open the lid, and on the one flap is a fork, and then you get napkins too. And it's just, it's a really well-made-to-go container. You can tell they didn't just choose, like, some BS container. They chose something that would work well with what they do. That's important. That And that's an overlooked thing with places. Like, th- that shows you that their attention to detail is, that, that those little things show you. It's like my theory. If the bathroom at a place isn't clean, the kitchen probably isn't. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can tell a lot by a place by going into the bathroom there. Um, all right. Speaking of... Uh, of nice clean places that's a bad transition um it doesn't matter we've been hitting up Wingstop over the pandemic maybe once a month maybe three times every two months or so N- not super frequently but when we get a taste it's nice to have the um you know it's nice to have a, an inexpensive option they've got this really great bundle it's like 30 boneless and a large fry for like 30 bucks it's a great deal so we usually go with the Cajun, the hot, and the Hawaiian for Addie. Addie likes the Hawaiian. But I, I've had a thing for dry rubs for a while. I love the desert heat dry rub at B-Dubs. And I've seen for a long time they have Louisiana dry rub at Wingstop. So I tried it. Let me tell you, that was absolutely delicious. Mm. And somehow, despite it being a dry rub, it had like a buttery quality to it that was just terrific. It was hot but not too hot. It was peppery, but not too peppery. They got the the ratio of the spice just perfect on this thing. So that's going to be my new go-to at Wingstop, the Louisiana Dry Rub. And from what I'm told by Rush Schneider, our unofficial producer, the Cajun wing at Wingstop is the hot sauce and the Louisiana Dry Rub combined. And I had not realized that until after I'd eaten it. And now that he says it, that absolutely makes sense because we almost always get the Cajun and the hot well, now we should just do the Louisiana in the hot. And then if we want the Cajun, we just mix them up, right? Uh, but, man, that was awesome. I really, really love that. And that's going to be, I think, that's my new go-to at Wingstop. That sounds really good. I still, I keep forgetting that I have a Wingstop around here now. They, they're, they're my criticism of them, and I don't know if it's their fault, they're hard to spot, yeah they don't have signs on the street it's just because their color is not the boldest of greens maybe or maybe they're just not usually they're in with something like they're in a plaza Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of standalone wing stops so you don't have the typical like with mcdonald's or wendy's or bk you've got the arches like out on the street so you see it before you see the restaurant they don't have that so like the one we go to is in matson and i i swear to god i almost pass it every time because it's in with a duncan and you would never notice it if you didn't know it was there. So I think that might be the thing. So it's sort of out of sight, out of mind a little bit. They need to fix that. Like when you drive by a B-dubs, you see a B-dubs. Right. The yellow, the black, like it stands out. They make themselves stand out. Wingstop is more understated than that. And I think that could be hurting them a little bit because the product at Wingstop is awesome. It's super consistent. It's good value. Uh, the food's ready when they say it's going to be. It, like that has been the easiest food experience for me outside of local stuff um that i've had to deal with like they're just they're so so easy and i've been really pleased with the way they've handled everything so uh love that by the way i gotta mention on that note 
I finally tried the Louisiana Sparkle at Popeye's. I had never tried that. Or the Cajun Sparkle, they call it, right? Yeah. Yeah, the little packets. I went in there and I said, I'm going to have, can I try the Cajun Sparkle? And they're like, oh, sure. Oh, no, I asked for hot sauce. And then they filled my bag with everything. That stuff is great, too. And it's very similar to the um, Louisiana Dry Rub, but I would say the spices on the Louisiana are a little bit more... I, I guess you compare like table salt to sea salt. That's how I would compare Cajun Sparkle to Louisiana Dry Rub. Like the Louisiana one, it, it has thicker pieces of spice. Okay. So it hits a little differently. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. But full endorsement for the Louisiana Dry Rub at Wingstop. Another full endorsement I have for you, especially with the holidays coming up. Our friends at Dr. Squatch Soap Company. Made in the USA, handmade, the thick bricks. You know about them. We've been talking about them for months now. You can go to DrSquatch.com. Use that promo code IMFAT20 to save 20% on your order and help the podcast. Dr. Squatch is the perfect place if you're having to buy for someone that's hard to buy for. Your dad, your uncle, your brother, the guy that has everything or the guy that doesn't really have a lot of, you know, a lot of hobbies. Maybe he's just a golfer or he just likes to hunt or whatever. This is the perfect addition to a Christmas present. Go to drsquatch.com, browse the website, but the best thing they've got there is that Squatch quiz. In the top right corner, you take that, you fill it out, and you say, okay, this is sort of the scent I think I would like or the person I'm buying for would like. Here's the, you know, would they want a moisturizer? Would they want an exfoliant? You fill out all these things. Dr. Squatch will build you a perfect bundle, and it makes a wonderful Christmas gift. And... uh it, and I'm telling you, when you give this gift, those people will become subscribers to Dr. Squatch. They're going to love it. I'm giving it to every man in my life this Christmas because it is such a no-brainer and it's such a winning gift. You open, they're going to unwrap that box and they're going to smell it right away and they're going to be hooked on Dr. Squatch for life. So head to DrSquatch.com. When you're ready to check out, enter that promo code I'm Fat 20 It helps us out. More importantly, it helps you save 20% on your order of $20 or more. And a little pro tip here. If you're buying bars of soap, make sure you get that soap saver. It's a one-time investment, but it's going to make those soap bars last and last and last. So you're not going to have to replace them nearly as often as you would if you just put them on the on the ledge of your sink or your shower or whatever. That soap saver is going to save and make your soap last a lot longer. By the way, Dr. Squatch just launched deodorant a few months back, they just launched toothpaste. I use them all. I love them all. DrSquatch.com, promo code I'm Fat 20 All right, I'll try and speed through these a little bit more. I had a couple other things that I tried uh, in the last week or so. One of them, I'm, I'm in Walgreens because I, I don't know why, and I feel like we've discussed this before. Walgreens gets a bigger variety in candy. They really do. So I, I, I don't quite know the logic behind it, but good on them for doing it nerds gummy clusters and the best way i can describe these is take a nerd rope and make it in the shape of nestle bunch of crunch that we just talked about last episode that is the that is the nerds gummy cluster and it's great i actually prefer the gummy cluster to the nerd rope so is it more is there more of a core than a nerd's rope? Yes. Like more of a candy core? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, a little bit more. I think that's why I like it better. Because, yeah, sometimes depending on where you break the nerd rope, you can get almost no candy and just like a pile of nerds, which, mind you, not a bad thing. But when you get a substantial amount of candy in each bite, that works for me. And just by the nature of it, just like with the nerds rope, your hands don't get sticky or anything like that, which, you know, is a big thing for you and I. So I will recommend it. If you like nerd ropes, you're going to like the gummy cluster. And if anything, I think you're going to like it more. So seek that out at your local Walgreens. Have I um, told you about my nerds rope discovery? No. The medicated nerd rope? What? <laughs> what? Yes. This is nerds branded. Okay. THC rope. Okay. How we doing? Yes, sir. Uh, now, I was given one of these. Uh, and it said on the form that the entire rope was 6,000 milligrams. Oh, now that's a crap ton of milligrams of THC. And I don't know if that's right. Maybe the one I had was, um, foreign or like, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. how that works out. Cause I'm looking at a line and it says 400 milligrams, which, which makes more sense. You can have which just one nerd. Yeah, which is still a lot. Well, that's the thing is like, so the first time I had that, I'm like, whoa. So I took, I literally took like uh, uh, scissors and just cut off like an inch of it. And I didn't feel anything. But then I did like, I probably doubled that the second time. And then I did feel something. But it it has the Nerds logo on it. There's all different flavors. Like, it's crazy. It says tear and share medicated Nerds rope. It has the cartoon Nerds on it. This is a THC laced Nerds rope. This exists. It's very good. And it tastes just like you would think, like a nerd's rope with a little bit of that weed taste, like just a little bit of that background. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it worked. I was a little bit hesitant. Like, wow, I don't want to. If that's 6,000 milligrams, and then we had like half of a bar, like half of a rope to calculate. So I wanted to be as careful as I could. But, man, yeah, that's a real thing. The medicated nerd's rope. Interesting. All right. The, the last thing that I tried in the last week or two is a place that we've talked about i think because we've interacted with them on social media at i'm fat pod is fredo's in schaumburg and i went there because they're the people that have the gigantic mozzarella sticks yes i wanted to try said gigantic mozzarella sticks so i got two small orders of uh two different varieties one of them was like the pop it's the one you see on the website where it's it's your regular mozzarella cheese but then it also has the slice of pepperoni in it Mm -hmm. good i wouldn't say overwhelming holy crap good but it was definitely good the other one i tried was the cajun where it's essentially a regular mozzarella stick with the outside rolled in like cajun seasoning now that oh. was holy crap good. Yes. And is oh it the same my. is it still giant? Yes. All of their all of their uh mozzarella sticks are giant. I'm trying to think of like it's yes, it is a very large mozzarella stick. There's no way to describe that without it ending bad for me. So I'm just not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> but very very good. And then as I as I'm picking up my order and I go in there one of the guys working there says, and this may be an I'm Fat Podcast exclusive. <laughs> so the guy 
goes into this side warmer and hands me this looks like foot long like i don't know it's something wrapped in aluminum foil and he's like hey i noticed you just got mozzarella sticks we're working on developing a super long one that they've they've been trying to get the right amount of like pull so when you like crack it open the first time you get a good amount of cheese pull but they hadn't been successful with it so they actually just to me and like they had no idea to do the podcast or anything like that just normal customer said hey we're going to give you this 13 inch pepper jack uh mozzarella stick and we want you to call back with your thought on it like is it good did it get the right amount of pull that type of thing okay and I appreciate that because A, they're being inventive. B, they're willing to give away the product, which is, you know, for that big of a mozzarella stick, that's like three of their normal mozzarella sticks. So they're essentially giving away a free order just to get for like market research. So I appreciated that from them, that they're trying to think ahead. So that is something that uh, I was offered. I doubt this is not something you can get off the menu or anything like that right now, but it's something they're developing. So I thought, and that one, by the way, the pepper jack, pepper jack and a mozzarella stick. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that sounds amazing. And someone told us about this place a few months ago and I started following them on Instagram. It's Fratos Pizza, F-R-A-T-O-S Pizza. And I'm going through as you're speaking and I see the El Masivo Gringo taco mozzarella stick. Oh, I want that in my life. I didn't know that existed. It looks amazing. So when I go, that's what I'm trying. Man, I'm I got a lot of stuff to try. Woo. Oh darn. All right. Okay. Before we get to Ask a Fats, I need to brag. Uh okay. I know we got our big breaking news story too, we gotta get to. Yes. This is quick. I consider myself a really uh I- I'm a great microwaver of popcorn. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I've got a I've got a method down that has never failed me. Okay. Here's what I do. So you're a method man? I'm a method man and a red man. I put the popcorn in the microwave as normal. Set it to five minutes. I know the bag will tell you a different time. Doesn't matter. Five minutes. And you stand there attentively through the whole process. The first moment three seconds passes between pops, you stop. Okay? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it was two and a half minutes in three minutes in, whatever as soon as you get a three second delay between pops that means it's done for the first time ever i got a bag zero burnt pieces and zero kernels wow i've never done it before and i know that sometimes pulling out after three seconds <laughs> you're gonna get some kernels <laughs> it's the, the kernel <laughs> The kernel, yes, <laughs> but you you'd rather have a couple kernels than burnt, right? Burnt popcorn is the worst thing in the world. It's always so you, safer to pull out. Uh, always, it's never failed ever, 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 never. So uh, that's my trick, and for the first time ever, it worked perfectly. Not a single unpopped kernel, not a single burnt piece. I was very, very proud of myself. All right, but we're delaying. Those of you who have been listening to the podcast since day one, and this is what I believe this is episode 69, Rick, which we have not joked about, but probably should. Yeah, it's a nice episode. It'll be the nicest episode we ever do. Um, This show started off as a imaginary podcast Mm -hmm. on the Spiegel and Parkins show on 670 The Score. Matt Spiegel 
has been in and out of the score for a long time. But in the early days of the score, Spiegel was at his largest and he was known as Meat Pants because he had a hole in his pants and his side meat stuck out from the pants. And that's a name that sticks with you for a long time and you don't like it. And Matt was a big dude. He will tell you he was a big dude. Since those days, I think he's lost close to 200 pounds, but still a pretty big fella. I was listening to the score on Wednesday, just enjoying my ride home, you know, chilling out, driving, running some errands before Thanksgiving. Spiegel reveals to Danny Parkins that he's a vegan now. Mm. Now, look. I'm not one to judge people's dietary choices. I know I am that some people uh, like, for instance, the, the fat baby who I've spoken about in this podcast yes. many, many times, their family has chickens in their yard and that has caused this little girl to go vegan. She's like, I'm not doing, I'm not eating my chickens. I love chickens. I'm not eating chickens. Okay. I get that. Her dad's a vegan too. Fine. But for Spiegel, a stalwart of the fat community, an icon of the fat community to just turn his back on us. I called him up on the air and I told him that he's going to be back. And when he's back, Rick, you and I will take him to, uh, you know, Fogo de Chon or Tejas de Brazil. And we will sit next to him as the swords of meat keep coming out (laughs) and he keeps eating and keeps eating. We'll keep turning that plate from red to green. No, no, no. He wants more. Because yes. he's been gone a long time and he's back. There's no way, and I respect Spiegel and I know he's capable. There's no way that dude remains a vegan for long. Not if we have anything to say about it. <laughs> and we do. We have a lot to say about it. It also just shows how much he doesn't value this podcast because he could have, he should have at least waited until we started having guests and had him on as a guest. He can forget that now. Well, we could put him on and berate him. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Tar, our version of a uh, tar and feathering in a public square. Yeah, I look, I we always talk about not judging people on this podcast and mm-hmm. being positive and respecting people's decisions. This but is this an one exception. Hurts. This one hurts a little bit. This is one. I ne- this is this is a guy I never thought we would lose. I thought we had a lifer in speaks. Yep. Yeah. Well, speaking of something we didn't lose, one last thing before we get to Ask a Fats. Uh, I want to give a, a rest in peace to a DeKalb staple. That was a big part of my time in DeKalb at NIU. Pita Pete's will be closing on December 19th. For those that did not go to NIU or have not been to DeKalb and wonder why anybody would ever willingly go to DeKalb, uh, Pita Pete's is on kind of the main drag of campus. Lucinda Avenue is kind of your main road running through campus and right by the Village Commons bookstore, which is one of a couple places where you can actually get, you know, your class books and all that stuff. Pita Pete's was established in 2001 and was built on just the great premise of build your own Pita. There's a base price. They give you all the meat options, all the veggie (laughs) options, and the sauces, all the (laughs) toppings. Go check out their menu. And if if you're inspired by the concept or just, uh, you know, building your own pita sounds pretty good, go to DeKalb while you have the chance because Pita Pete's only has, as the time of we record this, uh, 20 days left. You have less than three weeks to get to Pita Pete's. 
I loved it because of all the options. You know, everybody was able to, to customize their type of pita that they enjoyed. You can get euros. You can, it's, it's a place that was a must for everybody that went to NIU, either as a commuter or that lived on campus or you lived off campus. You would stop there. You would get your pita to or from the way to, well, on the way to or from class. And you felt better because of it because Pita Pete's was a welcoming environment. It was a fun place. Uh, it was a place that had a lot of, you know, university pride. And yeah, so. It's rough. Yeah, let's uh, pour out some, well, in my case, some barbecue sauce, because that's really what I always default to. For Pita Pete's, we salute you. I'm just, uh, it sucks anytime a small business closes. There's no doubt about that. I'm just very happy I had nothing to do with this one. <laughs> that's true. I would have been tougher with this one because it's in a strip mall. So <laughs> <laughs> I would have been a very, a very specific explosion. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's have a moment of silence for Pita Pete's and get to your Ask a Fat questions. The best in internet and entertainment is here, and it's all powered by Xfinity for one unbelievable value. Introducing breakthrough Wi-Fi speed, now faster than a gig. That's enough to handle every device in the house and then some. And with X1, you get access to live TV and top streaming apps. Upgrade today with Xfinity. Check out our internet and TV offers. And now through March 15th, ask how to get a free upgrade to gig speed for a year. Now 20% faster. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Gig offer limited to standard plus more with two your agreement and compatible x gateway for all you foodies out there i'm unwrapping a mcdonald's steak egg and cheese bagel oh look at this steak and the juice running down the side got a little bit on the wrapper here mm. and then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good mm -mm. grilled onions and a butter bagel too thumbs up for mcdonald's steak egg and cheese bagel for breakfast love it mm. Bye, 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 bye. I participate in McDonald's. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. Ask a fats this week are brought to you by our friends over at Team Hockberg. Listen, buying and selling a house or refinancing your home is really intimidating. I know I've been through the process for the first time in the last couple of years. And if you are looking for any help, Go to Team Hochberg and our guy, David Hochberg. Call 855-56-DAVID or check out 56david.com because there's so many things you don't even think about that you need to know. I know if I had thought about it, and one thing that David will help you with and the and Team Hochberg will help you with is, hey, you want to get that credit It's into as good of a space as you can going into this process so you can maximize the money you save in terms of your interest rate and just to customize a plan that's best for you, your situation money-wise, your job, your family situation, all of it. That's what Team Hochberg and David are there for you to help with, whether it's refinancing that house, if you're looking to sell, if you're looking to buy, you know, it's an uncertain time right now, and David is here to walk you through the process. Cannot recommend him enough. And if you go to 56david.com, talk with someone from Team Hochberg, call 855-56-DAVID. Tell them that you heard about Team Hochberg from us. That helps us out. And it's just, you know, we wouldn't have 
David as a sponsor or Team Hochberg as a sponsor if we didn't trust the work that's out there because it's a obviously house is kind of a big deal. Yes. So you want to make sure to get all that right. So make sure to go to 56david.com, call 855-56-DAVID for all your questions, and make sure you can also listen to David on WGN AM Radio 720, Saturdays from 10 to 1 for Home Sweet Home Chicago. David's giving out tips there. They got great guests on there as well. So make sure to check out Team Hochberg. And Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender, NMLS 1124061. All right, our first Ask a Fat question comes from Jake. He says, my question for you guys is, what is the greatest superpower about being fat? For example, owning it so you can eat a million cheeseburgers without people judging you. Jake says, personally, for me, it has to be the fact that if someone pisses me off, all I have to do is sit on them and they'll never threaten me again. But I also enjoy having enough fat in order to build up some muscle out of it, which usually comes at one or two points within the year that I decide to try and get fit, slim, and look like a decent human being. It usually lasts about a day or two. But if I'm really good, maybe a week or so, and I give up and say, this isn't for me. Thanks for taking the time to answer my question, Jake. So what is the greatest superpower about being fat? I'll go first since you just heard this question for the first time. Sure. What I like about being the size I am is I can surprise people with my athleticism. I, uh, underneath all this fat, was once a fine athlete. Um, <laughs> I played football. I played baseball. I played hockey. Like I, I did a lot of things. I was very active. And the reason I got as fat as I did in college when I was close to three bills uh, was I was in the greatest shape of my life as a senior in high school and then just completely stopped exercising. So I went from literally every day working out to never working out. And all that muscle I'd built up over those years turned to fat almost overnight, it seemed. And uh, that's when I got fat. But I do have some sneaky athleticism. Uh, Like whenever we play our Thanksgiving football game or I'm playing pickup hoops or whatever, I'm usually a little better than people expect. And I like to surprise people with that ability. Like I I, I say for the football game on Thanksgiving, I'm good for five deep routes a game. And I can get open. Like I, I, I have enough speed, believe it or not. If I'm wearing cleats and the person who's guarding me is hung over enough. And there's a 40 can, mile an hour wind behind you. <laughs> that I, can, I do. But then what's nice about having fat cousins is, is the mutual agreement during the football game of, okay, uh, let's take this series off. And we just sort of stand and have each other's hands on each other's chest and just say, oh yeah, we're, we're covered. Yep. We're not running. We're not going to move. And then, okay, let's try, let's try again on this drive. Right. So, but yeah, I think being able to reveal my sneaky athleticism, uh, like Bam Bam Bigelow, the wrestler, that's one of my favorite fat superpowers. Uh, my favorite fat superpower is being able to maximize the amount of time. You don't have someone sitting next to you on, uh, on public transportation. Remember public transportation, by the way, I don't really miss it. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm not saying miss. I said, do you remember? Because remember. the thing is, now, I would even play this up when it's decently warm out. If there was actually a time I was on the train and I wasn't sweaty, I would play it up like I was sweaty or out of breath or whatever, just so for the fact that maybe I could get by without anybody sitting next to me if I'm on the lower level where someone in theory could sit next to me. People look at me and they're like, eh, I'd rather sit, you know, I'd rather sit next to the, you know, to the fit woman that is across the way rather than this slob. Yeah. So I think that I think that's a really underrated one to. Yeah, there are the times where you are, you know, sweaty and messy, 
maybe not smell bad because I try and take some pride in not smelling bad. And you squatch. And yeah, absolutely. I'm promo code. I'm fat 20. Go for the cool, fresh aloe. That's what I get. Um, but I think that I think that's a really, really big one that, hey, you use the stereotypes to your advantage sometimes. That's a great one. And here here's something that normies don't understand uh, that only fats can truly understand when you're on a plane and you're making your way to your seat and you see all the people who are already seated looking like looking at you like, please don't sit by me. Please don't be the guy sitting there. Please don't. Please, fatty. Please be going to a different row than mine. So whenever I do find my seat in a plane, I immediately apologize. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That's my seat. And just, you just see them die inside like, oh, yep. Old tubby here. I'm going to have to have my arm on his fat rolls all day. <laughs> <sighs> hey, at least it's a place to rest your arm. Yeah. Stop that, complaining. That, that, that's a really bad feeling, though. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You totally just see is. the dread in people's face of like, oh, this guy's going to sit by me. The fat guy's coming to sit by me. Ugh. Yeah, I guess that's better, though, than being the like really attractive person especially a woman where like some skis is like oh i hope you sit by me and just like harass her the entire flight right that's worse i will say that's worse but definitely it just it just reminds you of your size when people are dreading you sitting next to them this is true all right my first question comes from d no, what <laughs> not d's d singular letter i'm sorry family podcast you jerk <laughs> D wants to know what's your favorite cookie at a restaurant slash fast food place. He said for him easily, it's the pot bellies oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. Uh, pot belly is correct, but the sugar cookie for me there sh- with that, like crystal sugar on it. Mm-hmm. That is a good ass cookie. It is. Oh, huh. what was the place? Oh God. There was a place in the Western Burbs, like kind of like near the Darien Naperville-ish area. Okay. That would, oh my God. It was, I think it was a chain, a basic like sit down restaurant chain. It wasn't a Chili's, nothing that established. It was two people's names, like Mike and Mary's or something like that. And at the end. Tom and Eddie's? Nope. It was a man and a woman's name and it wasn't Mike and Denise's, Um, but they would bring you warm cookies. Oh, Th- that was like part of the oh, this is going to drive me. Nuts. I never went there. Warm cookies restaurant restaurant. Let's see if it comes up. Okay. It's not ooh, the, the warm cookie came up. Mike and it's Mike and something. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Okay. I well, let me let, well, you think about it for a second. I'll give mine. Mine is the chocolate chunk cookie at Penn Station East Coast subs. It is crazy good, like the thickness of the cookie itself, and it has to be a little thicker because the chocolate chunk is so thick that when you really bite into right, bite into one, oh my god, it's it's got enough crust on the outside, super soft on the inside. The chocolate is high quality. Give me that every day of the week. And pro tip, fat hack: if you go there on Tuesdays, it is free cookie Tuesday. So you get about a third, a cookie that is about a third of the size of the regular one for free because the first, <laughs> the first taste is always free and then you're hooked. I'm going to say something controversial. Okay. Give me chocolate chips over chocolate chunks. I don't think that's controversial. I think that the chunks can be intrusive 
sometimes and they give you a little too much chocolate sometimes. A chocolate chip cookie is pretty much perfect. I yeah. don't need chunk. I'm not mad about it if they're there. Right. But but I opt for chip over chunk. Well, then you need to, hey, I, have I ever told you you should go to Penn, <laughs> go to Penn Station? Because you need to have these cookies because you mentioned it. they are absurd. By the way, I got the name of the place, Max and Irma's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've yes. heard of that. Max and Irma's had the hot, ch- hot, ch- hot chocolate chip cookies at the end of the meal, and they were delicious. Like, they were homemade, like, on a cookie sheet, fresh out of the oven. I think, in fact, I think they would ask you... Before you order dinner, are you going to want cookies after? And then they would fresh bake cookies for you while you ate. What a dumb question. Uh, yes, I'm here. Why else am I here, Max and or Irma? <sighs> All right. Got one here from Ben, who signs it as Dr. Gasket. Okay, whatever. Uh, he said, Jay, your mention of the Romeoville Taco Bell not having tacos on the latest podcast brought to mind a good Ask a Fat submission. If you missed the last episode, what's wrong with you? Uh, but I did tell the story of how I went to the Romeoville Taco Bell and they said, welcome to Taco Bell. We're out of tacos. And my brain exploded and I just pulled away. Um, he, uh, ben says, last year on Memorial Day, when the tornadoes came through the area, my girlfriend and I were in line in the drive through at Taco Bell paying for our food when the tornado sirens went off. We had to leave the line, park, and run into the Taco Bell for shelter. While waiting out the storm, I said, oh, great. I'm going to die in the Romeoville Taco Bell. <laughs> Which really brings good. me to the question, what food-related place would be the most embarrassing place to die, knowing the details would be mentioned in your obituary? Freshy. <laughs> <laughs> no question about it. Freshy. I set foot in there before. There is, there's a lot of green in there and not a lot of things that are appetizing. <laughs> there's a place in... Uh, the Bolingbrook Mall called Salad Creations, and I get angry at it as I walk past it. <laughs> like you suck! Right? And no one in there is happy to be in there. They're kidding themselves. Right? Just go to Naperville and go to Cookie Dough Creations. That's better. <laughs> yeah. See, I like your angle of this place sucks. I don't want to be seen in here, as opposed to this place is horrible and it's, it's a place I'm embarrassed to be in. Uh, boy, the Taco Bell, the Romeoville Taco Bell is a pretty good one. I think maybe it's just choosing which Taco Bell you don't want to be found dead in. White Castle would be up there too. Oh man, how about Hooters? I love Hooters, and I don't judge anybody at Hooters, but to die in a Hooters, yeah, that's you're you're a punchline forever. So I'm gonna say, or in an Adam Sandler movie. Yes, exactly. So I, I will say any Hooters, uh, the further south, the worse. <laughs> that's a good call okay By this way, my wife huh. hope updates me max and irma's they still exist in uh, ohio and the detroit airport <laughs> so have fun <laughs> have fun either way at oh max and irma's. god okay this question is actually from one of my old bosses at my first radio job huh. wbig in aurora it was a big old the big it was 500 watts at night 1000 watts during the day powerhouse oh big time so this is from ryan who this one's directed to you do you nibble on a nutty bar layer by layer or do you just go for it oh i go for it yeah i, I just i eat it like i eat a kit kat i don't so he's saying he goes layer by layer he's not saying he does it he's just asking the question 
Ain't no one got time for that. No. Right. I, I actually used to do that with like regular um, like vanilla, wa- like not not wafer. I guess they're wafers, not vanilla wafers. The, like, yeah, I know cookie, what you mean. But yeah, like the the, the like, Vortmans or whatever they exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So you take like the first layer and you eat like from cookie to cream. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Next time I get a nutty bar, I'll try that. Okay, I'm not. Just, I'm not necessarily saying it's the best way. I'm just saying I did that for a little it's, bit. It's, I never. I had never even crossed my mind to do it that way. But I'll try it. Uh, by the way, I've been on a big double stuff Oreo kick. Maybe the perfect cookie. Yes. I mean, just tremendous. People that like I will judge people that say the traditional Oreo is the best proportion. Get out of my face! Double stuff is clearly better. Yeah. Double stuff is, it's great. It's the perfect amount. I mean, I, I like the big, whatever, the mega stuff or whatever it is. Yeah. But just in reality, the the double stuff is ter- terrific. All right. Our guy, uh, Lance from the Tournament of Junk, he also, Rick, had an I Love Fries experience. Okay. So he says, uh, made a, uh, he, he was at the 7-Eleven and walked in. He uh, got the disco fries, which is large cut fries slathered in country gravy and nacho cheese. He said, OMFG, magnificent, everything you'd hope for, and slathered. Oh, man. He said they're not skimping on anything. He says he's a normie, but I can put away the junk and barely finished half the order getting ready to reheat uh, as we speak. So that sounds good. Now, to me... The country gravy and nacho cheese is an interesting combo. Yeah. And I know I just talked about Thanksgiving nachos, but is it nacho cheese sauce or is it like crumbled or uh, uh, shredded nacho cheese? That's my question. I don't know if I would like cheese sauce and gravy. Yeah, that could just that could just accelerate the disintegration of the fries, which scares me a lot. And just the taste combo. Not quite sure I'm there for. But yeah, if it's like the shredded cheese, then then I get that. But yeah, I'm telling you, like you can just tell they care about every ingredient and that they know we're going for a super niche thing. So we're going to maximize every bit of it. Well, yes, they and have I can to appreciate that. They, and you know that they've, they know that everything they have is good, right? Like they're not just going to throw crap on a menu without giving it a try. I'm looking at the menu now. Cause I, I gotta, I gotta go here. Yep. Everyone in my family would love this. Oh man. Oh boy. Oh, pork belly fries. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the and the best part, too, is less than a block away from that. Like if you had if you head north out of their parking lot Mm -hmm. from the strip mall they're in, like the next turn in, I found a really nice bakery there called Cuppies. That is like kind of old school bakery. And it's like right next to a coffee shop, too, that if I have an earlier shift, if I have a little bit of time, I'll stop in there. I'll get a donut and I'll head. I'll, you know, take my way to, to work. So the, it's a right. it's a nice little area there just south of uh, the intersection of St. Charles Road and uh, South of Villa Ave. That sounds amazing. I'm in. OK, my last ask a fat is from Kevin. Do you have a favorite place for chicken and waffles? Fry the coop. I still have yet to try theirs. One that is fantastic. I forget if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but this was a couple years ago. Excuse me. Uh, Colleen and I went to Sweetwater. And oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Just down the street. Right by work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just down the street in the loop. And they had chicken and red velvet waffles. 
Oh God. Oh yeah. That sounds good. Yes. So were they that, like real fluffy, like real light? Yes. And the thing that sucks is shortly we went there again, not too long after that. And it wasn't there anymore. I think it was just one of those things that were rotating through. Oh, yeah. Or but like a man, thing or whatever. Yeah. But man, that's that's good living. I love the uh, fry the coop ones because they have bacon baked into the batter. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're in Prospect Heights, they just opened like last week. Fry the coop open there. So they were giving away free food on the first day and they ran out of food. The block, the uh, line was around the block. Oh, so they're up and rolling in Prospect Heights. And by the end of the year, they'll be open in Tinley Park, which is very exciting for me. Nice. Because that's right around the corner. All right. I've got one more Ask a Fat before this or that. Uh, this one comes from Alex Keeley from KnowYourBody.com. He says, hello. One of the reasons I'm reaching out to you is that we worked with the 35-year-old man and provided a full health improvement program. Rick, this is reading like spam. Hmm. This helped them lose 60 pounds, which led him to getting a new job, a new girlfriend, and become happier. No, not interested, no. Alex. Thanks. You can keep your spam, you dick. All right, time for this or that. <laughs> All right, we're going to start it off with a juggernaut in the this or that category. By the way, if you've, this is your first time hearing this or that, we just debuted it last week. The Ask a Fat song uh, says Ask a Fat about this and that, so we're going to call it this or that. You give us two topics. Rick and I choose one of the two topics. We love doing these. They're really rapid fire. People seem to enjoy in the first week, and we have a social media element where the day we post a podcast, the next day we make this an Instagram story. So make sure you're following I'm Fat Pod on Instagram so you can vote on every week's this or that. The first one comes from Jake. The question, Rick, tacos or burritos? <sighs> I'm, you know, I'm going burrito. I love, I love them both dearly, but <laughs> man, do I, I, I find myself getting burritos more often than I am tacos. So I go burrito to me. If I'm trying a place for the first time, first thing I'm ordering is a steak burrito. That mm -hmm. to me is the indication of, is this place worth going back to or not? So I'm also going to choose burrito and tacos are nice because, you know, you can try different meats. You could try different things. If it's a place that you, you know, oh, I kind of want to try the pork, but I'm not, you know, you can kind of mess around with it. We had an sure. uh, antique taco this weekend and I had four and could barely finish them. They load them with meat there. That's a good thing to know. Um, but still, I just a perfectly made steak burrito is really hard to beat for me. Some of my favorite foods on earth are just steak burritos from junky mm -hmm. drive, you know, hole in the wall Mexican places. My favorite from Burrito King out by uh, College of St. Francis and Joliet. The best burrito I've ever had to this day. Um, all right. Next one comes from Andy. He says diet Dr. Pepper or diet A&W. Rick, if you don't want to play the diet game, feel free to just play the, uh, the classics. Um, no, because I think of diet drinks at least the few, the few that i've had diet dr pepper is the best of them so i'll say diet dr pepper i now i can't say i've had diet a and w but i'm i'm confident in the ability of the diet dr pepper okay you are correct the diet dr pepper is the best diet soda in terms of representing the original product okay that's correct however i so prefer root beer to dr pepper I'm going to choose Diet A&W just because it gives me the root beer option in a diet form. 
And I love Dr. Pepper. I'm a big fan of Dr. Pepper. It's kind of been my go-to when I go to Wendy's. By the way, last couple times I've been to Wendy's, not great experiences. Really? One time they're like, we're out of pop. I'm like, what? What? You have no pop? Nothing? It's those damn freestyle machines. They're too hard to maintain. It's a great concept, but if I go there and a third of the time you don't have anything... I don't want it. Just give How me the have basic I machine. never had these, like, something big like that happen. I've never had the Taco Bell, we're out of tacos or yeah. we're out of meat. Well, like, guess those what? Thing, I haven't had those experiences. So the next time I went to Wendy's, which is a couple days later, go through the drive-thru, order, and they're like, okay, here's what it costs, whatever. Give my card. Right? Our machine just went down. I'm like, okay, I'll just give you cash. They're like, well, we can't do that. I go, why not? Well, our machine went down. I'm like, why can't I hand you what it costs? And then when your machine goes up, you just punch it in. Right. Oh, we can't make the food without putting it through the system. Mm. Like, yes, you can. Like what you, you, if someone works at Wendy's or a fast food place is like the meat, like locked up in a box. And it, like, this yeah. sounds, this sounds like uh, uh, Jonah Hill in the, we sell your stuff on eBay store. I said that to Hope. I, I, I said to Rick, that's so funny you said that. I, said, I really just want to bring these boots home and you're making that very difficult. Yes. That's exactly what happened at Wendy's. And I'm like, I don't like I'll give you more money than the food costs. I just want to eat. I just want the food. If it's eight fifty, here's ten bucks and keep the change, whatever. And the and the woman goes, We can't help you and slam the drive through window on me. Wow. I was like, what the hell? I, I'm not being a jerk. I was like, I understand. Things go wrong, but here, let me help you with your problem. Very strange. Like, and the computer thing being down at Wendy's has happened thrice during the pandemic. That can't happen. And it was two different Wendy's. So it wasn't like just one poorly managed one. That's bad. That's unacceptable. Wendy. All right. <laughs> Frank asks, a movie or a concert? Like as a go-to? Yeah. Concert. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is I haven't been to, you would think with me having been a, a music major and stuff, I'd have been to like tons of concerts. Unless you count jazz concerts, I really haven't. But hmm. I will still take uh, I will still take a concert over going to a movie. I well, I think everybody knows I agree with that. That is the thing I miss the absolute most is going and seeing live music, be it seeing some mega band at the United Center or seeing some someone no one's ever heard of at a place like the hideout or the empty bottle or whatever. Uh, I miss that so, so much that like it pains me and everyone's doing these virtual concerts mm -hmm. and they're trying and I get it. And every time an artist I like does it, I go on there and I pay for a ticket but all watching it does is make it hurt more. I'm telling you, it's it's just it's making it worse to watch those concerts. And I still do it because I need something. I need that. I need that that bump, right? Like I need yeah. the musical fee uh, feeling. But it just at the same time, it's just a reminder of how this is not the same, and it's really really tough. So as soon as this craps over, I've been sort of willing myself through COVID by saying. When all this ends, there's going to be a music festival to to end all music festivals because every artist is going to be like, screw it, let's get back on the road. There's going to be a million great shows, and I'm going to make up for lost time. I'm telling you, man, I cannot wait. That's going to be probably the first 10 things I do when COVID is over is go see some shows. I cannot wait. All right, and then Doug has a pair of questions for us, and that, that will wrap up this or that. He says, real or fake Christmas tree? Fake. Okay. Or I should say we've always been a fake 
tree family. Okay. We were for a long time, but the last four or five years we've gone real and we'll never, we'll never go back. I know it seems great to like be able to put the tree away and mm-hmm. not have to worry about it. But as soon as my tree's done, I just throw it out the front door. <laughs> I don't have to worry about finding the pieces. Are the lights going to work? You know, where's this branch? Where's that branch? Is the tree smashed? Do I need to straighten it out? Nope. I got a real tree. Oh, it's dried out. Oh, it's February 1st. Out it goes. See you later, tree. You're on the curb. So I will go uh, forever and ever real tree. But no, judge- no judgment on fake tree people. No, right. No. Some, you know, for some people, it's a self-conscious thing where, you know, they don't want, you know, they're a little intimidated by the, the real. So they would prefer to have the fake. And, you know, that's a personal preference thing. So uh, we understand that. Yeah. All right. And on the same, <laughs> I'm just letting it go. Yep. In the same vein, uh, white or multicolored Christmas lights. Hmm. I generally lean multicolor. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just not blue. Get the blue. Get the blue out of here. It just burns your retinas. Yeah. Do you notice that blue lights make it... Unless you're like really festive with Hanukkah or something. Then it's acceptable. But then do like blue and white. Yeah. I don't know. Anytime I see a house with blue lights, I'm like, where's the house? Yeah, It's hard to see that. It's just, it's so blinding. It should not be that way. It doesn't make sense. I'm also a multicolored lights guy. Now and again, though, I will do all white on the tree. I think that looks nice sometimes like as a as a, you know, as an opposite of of what you have around the house. Mm -hmm. But I'm really happy with how we decorate our house this year. We've got four bushes in front, put a strand on each of those. We've got an got an inflatable snowman. And then my mom bought me this really nice wood sign that says you are now in Bedford Falls which is from It's a Wonderful Life, if you don't know, which is my favorite movie ever. So that's like up against our window, uh, and we'll, and eventually our tree will be in there. We're going to get our tree tonight, even Can, though it's cold as balls out. Yeah, have this is the cold. Today? Yes, God. I have. Yeah, it's the coldest day of the year. Can I I have to admit, uh, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. It's a, it's. I did not see it until I was in college, and I went to see it. Um, my friend Jill, my best friend Jill, she went every year to go see it at the Music Box Theater, which is in uh, Lakeview. It's on Southport and Addison, or right around there anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's Southport and Grace, actually. And it just became a tradition. And that movie reminds me of my grandpa. And anything that reminds me of my grandpa is, yeah. is automatically my favorite thing. Um, so that's my favorite movie ever. I, I always joke that... It's, so the movie starts off with like church bells ringing. Like that's the first scene is a giant Spoiler bell. alert. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and from the moment the first bell rings till the end credits play, I'm crying at a different rate. Like it just intensifies or lets up. It's like if you just had like a, a, a hose faucet outside your house and you just like kind of like at varying points, turn it up, turn it down a little bit, but it's always running. That's me during It's a Wonderful Life. Varying levels of crying, but constant from start to finish and uh i i just love the movie i will always love it maybe i'm corny maybe i'm cheesy but it's great it holds up um but if you if you're waiting to see it rick wait for the opportunity to see it in like an old time theater like that to see it in the music box which is historic they have a guy like play the organ before the movie begins people interact with the movie it's just a great way to experience that and uh it's a chicago tradition so again when things open up again, something mm-hmm. I look forward to doing. I know they did at the Rock Island Public House uh, this weekend. They were showing it like as a drive-up, but we weren't able to make it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to find some way to see that movie 
on a big screen this year, even if it's in my backyard. You said corny. You said cheesy. Those are two things we talked about on this episode of the I'm Fat podcast, the nicest episode of the I'm Fat podcast. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in, for making it to this far into the. This was one of our longer ones for sure. That's uh, that's not uh, March Fatness related, but still, we had so much stuff that is built up with you know Thanksgiving coming around that we had to put off. That this was very much worth it. Want to once again ask everybody subscribe rate and review the podcast if you have not already follow us on all social media platforms at i'm fat pod check out the patreon the t public i believe the cyber monday sale is almost over so make sure to go to t public asap check for other deals because they have them all the time on all of our stuff there it can be shirts it could be totes it could be mugs it could be like everything that they offer on there so infinite gift ideas for everybody and check out our sponsors dr squatch promo code i'm fat 20 and team hockberg 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com if you're looking for a home to buy sell or just maybe refinance or getting ready for any of those processes reach out to team hockberg all right after a whole lot there (laughs) he is jay i am rick and this is the i'm fat podcast all right i think we got a lot accomplished here today with metro by t-mobile your hard-earned money goes further this tax season there's zero fees to switch enjoy metro's lowest price just 25 bucks a line for four lines plus get four free samsung galaxy phones when you switch now that's the best deal in wireless Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.